0: is free talk live you can take control of these airwaves and dial in toll free at 1-855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 joining you this evening it's ian and luther
1: and julia and we
0: invite you over to the free talk live website you can go there enjoy various different features and enjoy them all for free in fact you can create the content on the site you get to uh Basically, you can submit whatever link that you want to, maybe it's to a YouTube video or a news article, and you can also uh, vote on other people's submissions. So the most voted up will make it to the front page in the top of our website over at freetalklive.com. So do head on over there and get interactive like the rest of our website. Uh, The features are all free, so enjoy over at freetalklive.com. Uh so I went out today went to the uh, courthouse in Manchester to attend the trial of Pete Eyre who if you've listened to the show for uh, a while you've probably heard Pete's voice before he's one of the the uh, the two main crew members over at Libertyontour.com. He and Adamo have been traveling around the country for a couple years and visiting all manner of liberty-oriented people all over the the place in the United States. Actually, uh, they did try to go to Canada once, but were stopped at the at the border by the border patrol. and That didn't go too well, uh, too well, because these guys are folks that stand up for freedom. Uh, They are – they're almost like rock stars in the the liberty movement. They're very well-liked. They're very, very friendly, and they're compassionate guys, and they're they're willing to stand up for other people's freedoms. And so both of them were arrested recently in Manchester for chalking, or at least they were arrested at a chalking event. Um, Right, right. I don't think either of them were actually charged with graffiti, but demo for instance, was arrested for simply walking away from a cop when a cop was trying to ask him for his identification. I didn't think you were supposed to have government ID on you at all times, but these cops are acting like you do. Uh, What could the obligation possibly be for you to leave your house at all hours of the day or night and carry a government-issued ID? What if I don't have it?
2: Right. What if you don't drive? What if you're not a driver?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What if you've never gotten one? Sure. So... Damo was arrested for that, and then Pete was arrested uh, later as the police were – apparently they were claiming they wanted to take pictures of the chalking. And so they designated a a large swath of their area – this was out by the Manchester Police Department – they designated a large chunk of area as the crime scene. And so they had their police photographer out there. And the claim was that the activists were getting in the way of the uh, the police photographer.
1: Why do you need to take a picture of chalk on a sidewalk that would wash away at the second it rained?
0: It's evidence of a crime, uh, apparently, the crime of graffiti.
1: Graffiti is permanent.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know what their legal definition of graffiti is. I haven't read it. Uh, I doubt uh, you have either. But uh, with legal terms, of course, as you know, they can they can redefine things as they like. So if they want to call chalking graffiti, then they can call chalking graffiti as as absurd as it might be to uh, to us. So they had determined this is a crime scene and uh, they bring in their photographer and they ask people to. I guess, get out of the way so they could take the photos. And I I guess what it was at issue at the trial today was Pete was facing two disorderly conduct charges. One, because he allegedly didn't leave the area when uh, told to. And the second one was something very similar to that one. Oh, it was... Because he he didn't keep moving. There's this other stupid rule that they try to put down on people just so they can control you, where if you're protesting somewhere, the cops might come up and say, you guys have a right to protest, but you just can't stand still. So that way they'll just try – they'll try to get you to jump through some sort of arbitrary hoop. And this was one of the things that they had told uh, the folks that were out there at this – it was an anti-police brutality protest, that they not only had to move away from the area with the chalk, but they also had to keep moving. So they couldn't just move away and then stop and stand somewhere and, and hold signs next to the street. You have to keep moving. It apparently doesn't matter if you walk around in a small circle, but as long as you are still moving, then you're okay. So uh, Pete ended up, uh, through cross-examining the various different witnesses uh, the police brought against him, ended up proving through their own testimony that he did indeed leave the uh, the area of the so-called crime scene, but they're going to try to get him, I think, on the fact that he didn't, like, keep moving around mm-hmm. uh, as they demanded that he do. And they're saying that that's a lawful order. And, of course, the definition of disorderly conduct is when you disobey a so-called lawful order, it's instantly a, a misdemeanor. Which can be pretty much anything. It's arbitrary, like it seems everything like else it.
2: with them, it seems. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I don't know what, what they consider to be a lawful order, but I'm pretty sure they consider it to be anything that utters from their, their mouth. Right. And so Pete was not found guilty today. The The case is under advisement. So I guess he has been asked by the man in the robe to submit some sort of a memorandum, which is new for me. I, I don't know what this thing is. It's some sort of post-trial, because the trial's done. Mm-hmm. It's some kind of a post-trial, I, I guess it's not, it's not really a pleading, it's just like a note on... The facts about uh, the First Amendment, because this, the First Amendment was brought up and th- as this was a protest. And, you know, Peter, I think, was pointing out that they're trying to crush their right to, to protest. Right. And so the judge, I guess, is willing to look at those issues in tandem with this case somehow. So there's you know a couple more weeks that are going to pass by here before Pete's deadline comes up for getting that in. We'll likely hear news of his verdict being reached toward the end of next month. So, his is the second trial that has happened of the the Manchester Eight where eight folks were arrested uh for various different nonsense for being outside the police department and engaging with and or supporting people that were chalking uh, outside of the police department the first The first trial uh ended up. Finding Kate, uh, one of the activists who was arrested, she was guilty on a couple of different things, found not guilty on one, and sentenced to suspended sentences. So she's got, you know, like a couple years worth of uh, suspended sentence, which is one of the ways that they control people. Uh, that they, they, they try to control activists by giving them these suspended sentences. That way they know that they've got a jail term hanging over their head. Right. And so they have to kind of walk on eggshells to some extent. So it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up finding every single one of these folks guilty just so they could hold a suspended sentence over their head. Whether or not they actually put somebody in jail remains to be seen. So anyway, that's just an update for you on what's going on with uh, Pete. And they did say they might be giving us a call here. I don't know what night it's going to be, but they were both, uh, the the guys from Liberty on tour, both went out to New York City, where, of course, Occupy Wall Street is still in effect. Uh, Obviously, weather is going to continue getting colder. And the ultimate question is how long uh, will or for how long will the Occupy Wall Street and the other Occupy movements uh, continue on? And also, will they be occupying indoors as well? Once it gets a little too cold to be outdoors, maybe that's a good time to go into things like uh, courtrooms or city council meetings yeah. or other you know, public what, buildings. Yeah, the police department and other other places where they are supposedly taxpayers should be allowed to go. So uh so they went down there and some of the videos from that are posted over at freekeen.com. You can see that there. There's uh, other news actually out about the the various different wall street uh protests the occupy protests that are happening there was uh, news over the weekend that i guess it was in oakland where the city was threatening the the folks there uh, with uh, eviction from i'm not sure which park it is i don't have the story in front of me at the exact at this exact moment but it's my understanding that uh, the folks in oakland were refusing to move and i don't know uh, what happened there i'll try to get you that news actually here it is uh, from abc news dot com anti corporate demonstrators ignored an order to evacuate their encampment outside of Oakland City Hall, continuing to occupy the Frank Ogawa Plaza overnight and going about their business as usual this morning. Now, this was written on Saturday. Music blared and dozens of more tents were erected in the encampment on Friday night. It was hardly the scene one would have expected after city officials issued an order that protests were to, uh, protesters were to vacate the plaza by 10 p.m. So. That's good news. The demonstrators uh, did of, not move.
2: Yeah, they kind of beefed it up, in fact. Uh,
0: I guess they might have saw
2: it as a challenge. Absolutely. And That's it, exactly what it was. And of all places in Berkeley, which is notorious, I mean, so much news has been coming out of there with police brutality, with uh, the BART cops uh, shooting people, with them blocking access to internet so that people couldn't record them You know,
0: at certain times, stuff like that. I heard something about that, using cell phone jammers. Is yep. that right? Mm-hmm. That's, That's exactly right. sick. So we'll give you some more information about what happened down uh, in Oakland. Uh, and, of course, your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, one 450 3733 You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. And Julia. Inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine freetalklive and Free Talk Live is brought to you. By Saquel CAI, if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need to know about Saquel CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Saquel's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients as well. Go to Saquel CAI's site through our banner over at freetalklive.com, right there at the top of the banner column at freetalklive.com. That's Saquel CAI. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. Gregory is on the line, listening in Austin. Gregory, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hey, guys. How's it going? Great.
0: What's on your mind tonight?
3: Um, I don't know if you guys have uh, uh, talked about this before, but um, I'm kind of calling on behalf of a friend. Here recently in uh, central Texas, a man was released from prison after serving 25 years to convict him of murdering his wife. Uh, His name is Michael Morton. And uh, recently, DNA evidence has proved that uh, he's not the one who committed the crime. Oh, boy. Um, And... (laughs) The the kicker is here that uh, the prosecuting attorney at the time of the trial 25 years ago withheld evidence from his defense lawyers, which helped uh, get his conviction. Mm. And on top of that, uh, the DNA that they were able to test is linked to another case of a woman who was murdered in 1988, which was less than six months, I think, after they convicted Michael Morton. And this other woman who was murdered is actually the mother of a good friend of mine. And I'm kind of calling on her behalf because... All the stuff that's recently come out, you know, the her cold case file has kind of just been sitting at the Austin Police Department collecting dust over the last two decades. And this is kind of the first time that they've had a real sense of hope that they might be able to find out who uh, who murdered her mother. Um, but the, what's kind of weird or, I guess, funny, uh, the, the people who were involved, like the prosecuting attorneys and the, the, the judge at the time, they're trying to fight an investigation by the Texas State Bar. Uh, because they they don't want this information to come out that they withheld. Well, I mean, it's already come out that they withheld evidence, but they're trying. They're essentially trying to get off without being um, without any kind of uh, uh, repercussions for what they did.
0: Are they still uh, the same uh, people in the same positions, or they have they moved uh, up? Are they retired?
3: You no. Know, the the prosecuting attorney at the time is now a district court judge in Williamson County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his uh, he was subpoenaed to actually give uh, I guess give testimony on um on why they withheld this evidence and his lawyer recently tried to move to um to squash that subpoena. They're basically they're I mean it's it's kinda sick what they're doing up there. They're trying to the basically the current uh, district attorney is trying to protect the older people from any kind of legal ramifications. I mean uh this guy Michael Morton uh was released from prison I think on October fourth and uh they, because he was wrongfully imprisoned, uh, he's entitled to, I think, $80,000 for every year he was imprisoned from the state of Texas. Really? That uh, worked to about $2 million. I'm surprised by that.
0: To. I'm surprised they're yeah. allowing that. That's interesting.
3: But uh, they are, like, so he was freed with the help of the, have you guys ever heard of the Innocence Project? Yep. In New York City? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, um. so the bloody bandana was found not far from uh, this guy's house, Michael Morton, his wife's name is Christine, and um, they didn't uh, they didn't I don't know if DNA testing or how good it was back in nineteen eighty six, but uh that information was withheld from uh his defense lawyer. Um, other information that was withheld was that her credit card was used in San Antonio the day after the murder, and then a couple of days later a check was cashed in her name, like her forged sister. They withheld that from his defense lawyer. And,
0: and where where was it, he at those times when the check was cashed and all that stuff? He was in custody. Right.
3: He was in custody so how, he how is he
0: struck. using the credit card or the check if he's in police custody, right?
3: Exactly. Yeah. And the other another thing that they withheld was his uh, three-year-old son was at home uh, when his wife was murdered. And he told um, this guy's mother-in-law, the kid's grandmother, that uh, a monster was uh, – the word that he used was a monster that was beating uh, his mom. And they asked, was it your father? And he said no. And they withheld yeah. that uh, statement from the guy's mother-in-law. Incredible. From the team as well. So he goes and he spends 25 years in prison, but uh, what's really kind of crappy about that is the fact that um, since they, they worked so hard at putting this one guy in prison, the person who actually committed the crime may have murdered my friend's mother, mm. you know, like if they had actually focused on going after the real killer, my friend's mother might still be alive. That's sad. And now they're kind of, my friend's family is, uh, they're worried that this is all going to get swept under the rug again, like, you know, it's you know, it's all come out and their whole family's having to deal with it and it's not it's not pleasant but they'd like to see something done and they're just afraid and it's all going to get uh you know kind of swept under the rug hey,
0: that's it sounds yeah. like that's what they're up to is they're you know they're covering up as much as they possibly can and as you pointed out the new prosecutors covering for the old uh you know the old guard the new guard covering for the old guard and they're all on the same team and working to uh, protect one another what's yeah, new
3: it's, it's just yeah it's just it's just been ridiculous. Um, so, and the reason I'm calling is because my friend has uh, has asked. Is basically, she just wants anybody who's willing to listen, or because um, she just the the last thing that they want is for to just kind of fizzle out and nothing happen, because for for so long, and uh, you know, for so long, they've never known uh, who you know, who did this. And the police initially focused on my friend's uh, father as the prime suspect, which if you know anything about criminology it's understandable i mean uh, when a, in a case where a husband and wife or one of them is murdered they you it, know it is
0: frequently the lover i mean that that's certainly frequently
3: true the lover but but um, my friend's father feels like they focused way too much time on him. Like, well, they Right,
0: they picked, they picked the person they thought was most likely, and it sounds like they structured the case to make it uh, seem like he was guilty. They got the conviction they were looking for by withholding uh, exculpatory evidence, and uh, case closed. Chalk up another win for the prosecutor so he can go ahead and get his election to the judge seat.
2: Yeah, this is the incentives they have, though, is just to, you know, get guilty people and get them in. Like, if they can make it look like someone was guilty, if they can build the case to to frame somebody like this uh, and whether they do it intentionally or not they'll do it they'll take it because they just want to you know push that through and move on to the next one it has to be intentional don't you think
3: prosecuting attorneys aren't if they're not getting convictions they're not going to keep their job and i mean it's kind of sad well another thing i didn't mention was um six years ago uh when they wanted to test this uh, the dna on this bloody bandana The district attorney in Williamson County actually fought to not have the DNA testing done. The Innocence Project was literally fighting since um, 2005 to get the DNA testing done. They finally got done this summer.
0: So you live in Austin, Texas, and that's probably a good thing because there's a pretty good group of uh, liberty-loving people there. Are you in touch with uh, any of those folks?
3: Not many, but I do know uh, quite a few people are aware of the story going on in Williamson County, and it's getting a lot of coverage here in Central Texas. and it's gotten a little bit of national coverage. Uh, a lot of the, some of the stories that were uh, that were printed have been re uh, reprinted by the Associated Press and the New York Times. Yeah, um, if, you I know, if I
0: were you, Gregory, I'd reach out to uh, folks like Catherine Bleich and John Bush, who are a couple of really super activists that live in the Austin area, and they know a lot of people around there that uh, are. I think you know, Austin's one of the the hot spots, in my opinion, for for liberty activists. Uh, obviously, uh, I think yeah, New I Hampshire be, is the yeah. ultimate destination for folks. But uh, that's what I do is I get in touch with the local re- resources and see what you can do to kind of keep this in, in people's ear. And thanks for the call tonight. Good luck out there at 855 uh, free That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can bring up what you want to control of these airwaves. And these prosecutors are ruining people's lives across the country, not just with murder convictions, but sometimes with little stuff like chalking or drug convictions, or, you know, speeding. We're coming up, Free Talk Live.
4: Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate.
0: Get the original, get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want... At one eight five five four fifty three. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Coming up, Julia, you're going to tell us about some uh, TSA silliness. Yes. We'll uh, we'll get to that here. 855-450-FREE. Also inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. We have news updates for you. So if you'd like to receive email updates or Twitter or Facebook, uh, whatever way works best for you, you can go and get signed up and do it for free, of course, over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. And the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, and reliable rifle. It will deliver 10 rounds of three hundred eight Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of uh, optics it's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles the perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged reliable ruger meets the practical tactical the ruger gun sight scout rifle the one rifle to have if you can have only one that's 855-453 for our number here you can bring up anything let's go to scott listening in massachusetts scott you're on free talk live
5: uh, good evening, uh, Mark and Julia. How and are actually, you?
0: Mark's not here. Luther's in uh, the house I mean tonight.
5: Ian. Ian, I meant. And, Ian and uh, Luther I and your, your voices, Julia. But I, it's I, understandably I confusing,
0: them. Scott. Uh, when This is, by the way, Scott the Bigot calling. Go ahead, sir.
5: Uh, you know, I'd like to focus on, on the Tea Party and Occupy Wall Street. And I'd like to tie it in, Ian, if I may, with, with Gaddafi, because I'll tell you the common denominator. The Tea Party wants to eliminate the Federal Reserve and stop to Israel. Uh, The Tea Party wants the Federal Reserve audited and stop printing up trillions of dollars in uh, worthless currency. Occupy Wall Street, on the other hand, wants to eliminate the greed and corruption of Goldman Sachs, Bear Stearns, and other international bankers and to stop the feudal wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Both are great populist movements. Make no mistake about it. They're populist movements. Thus, there's a common denominator, Ian, and this is the common denominator. Both the Tea Party and Occupy Wall Street have a common enemy, which is our Zionist-occupied government. And if you don't believe that, look at Gaddafi. Now, yes, he murdered his own people, don't get me wrong. Would
0: would the government not be the enemy of those groups, in your opinion, if it was not so-called Zionist?
5: uh, Explain to me, what do you you mean by that?
0: Well, you, you love to just pepper whatever it is you're saying with Zionist this, Zionist that, and you focus on Jews, and you hate Jewish people... And you know, you get a lot of hate actually in your heart, not just for Jewish folks, but other, other people that are different from your uh, white Christian upbringing. And Absolutely. so, you always use the term Zionist occupied in front of the term government. Yes, and I do. so, my question is if it were the case that it was not, in your belief system, a Zionist occupied government, if it was just a government, would that still be the problem? Would that still be. Uh, the issue for these two groups, the tea party and the the occupy
5: absolutely i'd still hate the government oh okay. I hate our government so the what's way the it is.
0: what's the point i mean if you if you acknowledge that the government itself is the problem what's the point in continuing to bring the you know the, the hatred the bigotry i guess uh into it
5: to point out where it's we have a coming from if a man has cancer
0: but you and just the wait, wait, wait that doesn't that con- contradict kind of what you just said. Because I asked you if there was no Zionist occupation, so-called, and I don't even know what that really means, but uh, but if there was not that, then where would the cancer be then? What would the cancer be if that was absent? Would there be a cancer?
5: Oh, yes. The government is cancerous. Okay. The government, uh, the government uh, is, is, is infringing on our civil liberties,
0: and if you don't believe it— No, I agree at, with that much. That, look at Gaddafi. That that's the part I agree with, dude. It's just the whole, the Jews are running everything, they're in control, uh, they're horrible people. Considering
2: that there's 0.2% of the entire world population, I fail to see how they control <laughs> 6 billion people on this earth.
5: They wield tremendous power. Now you've done it, Luther. <laughs> tremendous. E- e- enormous, uh, enormous power, economic, social, political.
6: Does but it come from the Torah? To
5: government, if you look at Gaddafi, now, yes, he murdered his own people. But that does not mean that the United States is is, is, is a paid executioner, uh, like a mafia hitman, to go across the world. Look, we took out Saddam Hussein. We took out Gaddafi. I, I think you're we right
0: about, about not Muslims intervening in Adina the world's uh, affairs, Scott. Luther, you'd asked him a question
2: about the Torah. What, what was that question? Oh, I asked him where this power comes from, this immense power, because I I'll don't believe you. in like magical power, so I don't understand how a small group of people could, you know, control the entire world.
5: They're international Jews, and there's three, there's three groups that, Whatever that, 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 means. that they, gain, they gain their power from. International Jewish capitalism, which you're seeing on Wall Street, where Goldman Sachs, Basterens controls the American economic system. Let's not forget the Federal Reserve is controlled by Jewish influence as well. Then you've got international Jewish communism. The Jews invented communism. Uh, Karl Marx was Jewish, Leon Trotsky was Jewish. Uh, that's the second phase. And the third phase is international Jewish Zionism.
0: Do you think Jewish people are more evil than the rest of the world? Yes.
5: Now, I why why do you believe even,
0: that to be the case? There's evil in all races. But, but even with, white? With, with the, what's that? Even white? Of or, course
5: there's evil white people.
0: So, But uh, you believe Jewish people are more evil than everyone else? I
5: believe that they... They're a brilliant race, but they have no morals, they have no scruples, no morality.
2: Really? And, they don't, they uh, they the don't hold family they no to be in high regard? They don't hurt, hold, uh, uh, you know, loving your community to be in high regard? I mean, those aren't morals of the Jewish community? Because uh, all the Jews I know, that's what they value. Ah, uh, see, that's just
0: the difference between you and Scott. You actually probably know Jewish people, whereas Scott likely doesn't. How many Jewish people do you know personally, Scott? I know them from a distance. Yes. Yeah,
5: <laughs>
2: well, see, I've dated I
0: Jewish women, and i got to tell you, they are awesome in the sack. Thanks for the call, Scott. I appreciate, <laughs> appreciate hearing from you. There are probably some Jewish women that are not awesome in this act because yeah, people are different, and that's the thing that Scott doesn't seem to want to understand. And of course, how could he ever really come to understand this? Because he he sequesters himself in his mother's basement and doesn't actually go out to experience the world. Therefore, has no experience with meeting anyone who is a Jewish person. He would be too frightened of uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the built his it bank up account. in his mind that they're this evil, you know,
2: they're probably horned and have tails mm-hmm. in his in his fantasy, you know. So they're this big evil that he just can't wrap his mind around. So he's terrified of it. he would never
0: think to approach it uh, on a one to one basis. One eight five five four fifty free. Julia, have you ever known uh, Jewish people in your life?
1: Sure. Who hasn't?
0: Well, apparently Scott. Scott.
1: <laughs> I'm just he checking. probably just didn't know they were Jewish. Yeah, I bet you're right about that. Not everybody who is Jewish is stereotypical Jewish looking and acting, and I know a lot of people where I just wouldn't know their religion at all because we don't talk about it. Well,
0: right. Plus, they're not required by uh, you know the government to wear an identifying patch uh, on themselves at all. <laughs> I wonder if Scott
1: would like that.
0: Oh, I bet he would. I bet he would. The
1: yellow star.
0: But I think you're absolutely right that uh, you know you you have to. It's one thing to come to the conclusion just on your own that people are equal, but it helps to meet them and to uh, you know to to interact with them and to come to the understanding that uh, people are human beings and they they have differing beliefs and just because they have a particular religious uh, bent or or particular uh, you know the, the way they were raised or whatever that uh, that that doesn't mean that you should just shove them out of your life that that they don't deserve the same opportunity to connect with you as any other human being. And he just doesn't get it. And I don't know if that'll ever change for him in his life. That's sad. I hope it does. And I'm the same way. I mean, every Jewish person I've ever known has been very nice and very, like you said, family oriented And uh, uh, community-oriented as well. Usually tradition-oriented, too. That's a big part of the
2: religion. I mean, that's kind of what has tied them together as a people, because they're spread out all over the world, mostly concentrated either in Israel or here in America. Uh, They used to have large populations in Europe, but they started emigrating from there. Uh, you know, and what ties them all together is their religion and their ancestry and, and this book, the Torah, and, you know, and tradition. And the traditions that just get passed on from generation to generation.
0: Are there some people who are maybe more likely than others to wield power? Yeah, there are power seekers out there. But they're from all variety of different religions and probably some that aren't religious. There's just people that seek power over others doesn't matter what they're worshipping. 855 453 free. Well actually they're probably worshipping power more so than anything else. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
7: All around the world, people are achieving success and making their dreams come true. You can be one of them. Whether it's wealth, happiness, business or relationships, the only thing keeping you from achieving your goals is the desire to be successful and the know-how to achieve it. At AllSuccessClub.com, you'll find the information you need to succeed from those who've already achieved it. Set your life on the path to success now at AllSuccessClub.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on our site for free. In fact, if you want to support this program... There are different ways for you to do that. One of them is you can go to promote.freetalklive.com and you get a whole list of things that you can do there to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Everything from free bumper sticker to flyers, business cards you could print out. So we've got graphics that you can use, web banners, etc. All there over at promote.freetalklive.com. Uh, we'll continue here with, I think this is Racks in Nebraska. Rax, you're on free Talk Live. Dean Luther, and Julia. Rex, are you there?
6: Yes,
8: hello?
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
8: Well, I was just wondering, uh, how do you justify the fact that um, there are a lot of Jewish people, I mean, great Jewish, wonderful people in New York who protest uh, against uh, the United States supporting Israel?
0: Are you asking that question of uh, of Scott the Bigot, or are you asking that of the hosts here? Because I think that we've all made it pretty clear that Jewish people believe different things. Well, could
8: you please explain that to me? Because I, I see that we have two different factions of
0: uh, Judaism. And well, I'd imagine you like probably to... have more than that, because each person's an individual.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, not to mention there's Orthodox, there's Ashkenazi, nazi there's... Uh... There's the, the traditional Israelites in Israel. What about the Hasidic Jews? Is well, that a Orthodox? Well, Hasidic they're, Jews, they're, that's like, I think, I don't know if that's a branch of Orthodox. Um, they're more strict about it. Um, right. And then you just have, like, your your non-practicing Jews, uh, like my friend Andrew, who asserts that all Jews are really atheists, okay, they just don't
9: well, know we're getting it. Okay,
8: we're getting off the concept of what my question is. My question is, why are there certain uh, of of these, that don't agree with other ones. Well, why, are, why are there protests in New York City?
0: Why are there that, Christians that don't agree with one another?
8: Well, then you're not answering anything. You're just, you're, you're asking okay, I'll, I'll your question.
2: I'll answer your question. The reason why is because everybody is an individual and they make decisions for themselves.
8: So explain your exact. Um, you know, I heard the caller that came before here. Mm-hmm. and when it comes to controlling the money system he probably had a, a valid point but i, I hold no I, um, I, I don't think he has uh, a valid point i'm sorry
0: i don't think he has a valid point at all
8: any...
0: yes uh because there are people that are different that are of different religious beliefs that control the money system so he has no valid point there sure some of them are jewish but some of them aren't so anyway go ahead with your thoughts
8: my my basic question was is that we we have uh, uh some jewish folks and you know i have no animosity towards any of these people but okay. i see uh in, you know in new york that they are they are protesting against the support of uh the united states to israel because they don't support that so, and then they're, they're, they are the Hasidic Jews. I mean, they are the really, you know, I I always kind of laugh. I, I'm not a religious person, but I always have to go back and say, beware of those who are Jews, uh, who claim they are Jews and are not. I don't know that.
0: So why funny. is this such a surprise to you? First of all, I don't understand what that means. But why is this such a surprise to you?
8: Well, it's just that, it's, <laughs> it, I don't think that everyone that um, looks at this issue, you know, of the of who controls the money system and everything else, really get all of all all of all of the answers. I mean, I see that mainstream media is pretty much, you know, controlled, and uh, we are given a, you know. A, a, kind of like pablum, or we're fed pablum, on how we should deal with the Israel state.
0: So what So what do you think should be done?
8: Well, I kind of feel like that, you know, the United States should take care of its own
0: What's that business,
8: mean? And I don't think that we should interfere with the Jewish religion, or do I think that we should
0: interfere with so, would you agree with the statement? Then, uh, would you agree with the statement then that the United States government should give no foreign aid to anyone whatsoever around the world? Oh, absolutely! Okay. I, I truly believe Great. It. we're we're on the same page with that. And uh, and apparently, you know, some of these uh, folks down at you're saying the Occupy folks are against uh, foreign aid being given out, uh, which you know, I people at Occupy believe different things from my experience of, well, of going well, to
8: them. Let's, let's take this one step further. How, how do you feel about what happened in Libya? You know, is is the United States justified in in, uh, accomplishing an assassination? No, the
0: the United States isn't justified to exist at all, and they certainly shouldn't be going around uh, meddling in other countries' business around the world. I thank you for the call, Rax. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. So I guess he's just... It's weird. What a strange call. Like, you know, he was on board with us with the idea of ending foreign aid, but confused as to why other people who would be Jewish would support not sending foreign aid to Israel. I I was kind of confused on where he stood.
1: Yeah, I I was confused about what he was asking. And I I mean, I certainly couldn't answer that question for the Jewish people he's talking about. Like you know, why
0: they would think that way. Right. Yeah, we'll try no asking idea. one of them uh, why they think that way. Maybe they also agreed that foreign aid shouldn't be given out to any countries.
1: Some you of know? them probably do. Yeah, it's
0: possible. So let's go to, or maybe they realize that by giving foreign aid to these countries, that uh, the foreign aid actually just goes to the governments in those countries, and that, that they're not helping anybody. So maybe they, it's one thing to support helping people around the world, but you have to understand that government foreign aid doesn't help the people. It helps the governments. But, yeah, if you really want to know what people are thinking, you have to ask them, not uh, us talk show host types. So let's go, unless one of us is Jewish, but I don't think any of us are. All right, so let's go to Sharon listening in Oklahoma City. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sharon.
10: Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I just found your radio station, and so all of this is new to me, and I I don't really know all of the background and all of that. But there was a fellow who called in the other night, and he said that there was only one thing that you had to do to get rid of the Federal Reserve. And he didn't expound on what that one thing was. And so I wondered, in your opinion, what is that one thing? And the other question is, once the Federal Reserve is gone, then what structure should be there in place of it?
0: I I don't know what one thing. I don't know if that was maybe – maybe it wasn't our show that you were listening to on that particular night, or maybe I just don't recall the the call. Uh, But I would say that something that you you need to have happen in order to get rid of the Federal Reserve is to have alternative currencies uh, to which people can switch – um, it's not going to be an overnight thing, likely, that the Federal Reserve is just going to disappear. So there likely will be some sort of a transitionary phase. But ultimately, we need to have, and I'm sure, Luther, you're going to agree with me on this, that, mm-hmm. uh, that we need to have an open market in uh, in currencies. Absolutely. Uh, and personally, I feel that gold and silver and even copper are the your best bet. Unfortunately, at this point in time, the federal government is... Well, they're a little aggressive towards people that are creating alternative yeah. currencies.
2: In- unless you have – like they will kind of license people to have alternative currencies that are backed by the dollar, something like the Berkshire's down in uh, Massachusetts, in Western Massachusetts. And what it is is it's 90 cents – it's worth 90 cents of every dollar. So you kind of lose money in the exchange. Hmm. But it's just a paper bill. That's
0: but it. Like somebody min- minting their own silver, uh, as we saw with the uh, the Liberty Dollar. The Feds came in. They literally raided their offices and their and their you know their storage facilities and stole millions of dollars worth of gold and silver and mm-hmm. I think some palladium as well, sure. some copper. Uh, so they at this point in time are cracking down. They actually ended up calling it contraband. Uh, so anybody that has uh, Liberty Dollars is technically subject to having them seized by the federal government. Uh, maybe you'd be arrested. I don't know about that. Uh, I, I, this is some of the news that came out while I was in jail uh, recently, so I don't I don't have all the details on that. But uh, so, yeah, there's a big process involved here. One of them is to convince people that the Federal Reserve should go away, and it seems to be getting easier to convince them of that. People on both sides of the political uh, spectrum are seem to be interested in that. And so then it's just a matter of someone having the the will and the drive and the capital necessary to create another alternative currency and somehow be able to do it without having the feds swoop in and raid their facility. I don't know if that means having like distributed locations where silver can be stored that are perhaps uh, not easily accessible by the feds because I mean they literally just walked into that sunshine mint and took whatever they wanted because they're the feds right and the security's not going to stop them so i don't know if i've answered your question sharon that's
10: that's pretty good that's a good stab at it All right. how would if we didn't have the federal reserve how would our lives be different
0: oh that's a great question if you want to hang on we can uh, dig into that here with you in a moment 855 free if we didn't have the federal reserve how would our lives be different yeah, that is a good question. Let's go um, around the panel here and, uh, and find out here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. And maybe you want to share your answer to that question. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live.
11: Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Here in the studio with you, it's Ian. And Luther. And Julia. And we invite you on over to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can join us there, enjoy the features. We give them to you totally free, unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their websites. Head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy it. We're going to continue with your calls. We had a lady on the line a moment ago, and she had to drop off, but she did still want to hear the answer to her question. We would have answered it anyway. She she's relatively new uh, to hearing this this program, and uh, she had some questions about the Federal Reserve and what things should look like uh, in the absence of the Federal Reserve. And I think our I think we all agree that uh, at least on this program that the the way things should look is however the marketplace decides. So the market should be the the place that is setting the rules for money. They should be the ones creating the money, they, and, and that can mean anything. That could mean small organizations, large ones, attempting to uh, you know to get their currencies out there and accepted by people. And the best currency that which is the most secure, that which is the most uh, you know the simple, the easiest to use, uh, would be the one that would rule the day. Yeah,
2: yeah, the most practical one is, and that's how money came about anyway, is people trading. And whatever the most valuable commodity was became just a medium of exchange. And that's
0: what money is. That's, or the English word for that is money. Exactly. And so her final question before we went away to the news break there was, how would our lives be different if there were no Federal Reserve?
1: And you said you wanted to go around the table. Now, I I guess I am not that – I'm not a pro at the Federal Reserve. I What I do know about the Federal Reserve is that uh, we would all be richer. That's how our lives would be different. I can't think of what your answers will be because th- that's what I see. The the one reason, the number one reason why we should get rid of the Federal Reserve is because we would all be richer. And just to briefly explain why that is, is uh, the way the Federal Reserve works. There are uh, these guys just printing off money as they please it's not backed by anything, and the more they print, the more they artificially inflate the currency and that makes us poor. It makes Correct. our money worth less over time. It's just gotten worth less and less and less and less, so we are essentially taxed
2: secretly, sure yes. sure, and also the government takes taxes for us to pay off the federal reserve for for the interest from the from the money that <laughs> yeah. they loan from them so <laughs> We're also paying that as well. Uh, also, well, how would our lives be different? Uh, you, I think people would go back to barter and under, understand the value of, of items more like they did uh, 100 years ago, uh, you know, 150 years ago. They, they understood uh, what things were worth because they were bartering all the time. They were bartering constantly.
0: Another factor on – and this is related to your answer, Julia, about uh, how we would be richer is that we'd probably see prices drop. Uh, because when the Federal Reserve isn't in there meddling with the money supply by inflating it, as you pointed out, which makes prices go up, because mm-hmm. as the value of the dollar declines, the prices of the products in the marketplace tend to to climb uh, in comparison to because the Because it still
1: takes the same amount of work to produce the product. Right. The
0: product still has the same value. It's the dollar's value that's changing. And so, therefore, if the product is enumerated in dollars, it has to have a, a change in price. Uh. So basically the idea would be the marketplace is really good. The free market, which you don't have, we have a market that's heavily regulated. But the marketplace, even in a regulated marketplace, the more free the marketplace is, the more uh, able it is to to change, to be innovated, to uh, radically be revolutionized, to evolve to new plateaus. And so what you tend to see happen is prices come down over time. You know, look at a consumer electronics is a great example. Uh, so, for instance, brand-new TV comes out, plasma television set. Remember a decade ago, plasma sets had just hit the, the scene, or LCDs had just hit the scene, and you would easily have spent $40,000 for a TV set of those technologies back in the day. Right. Now you can go and pick up an LCD set for under a grand. And,
1: <laughs> you can get a, I would say, a forty-inch LCD for about four or five hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they're they're so plentiful now, and the technology is so much better now as well. So you're getting, you know, you're you're probably on generation nine of the LCDs, and you know, your ninth generation LCD set is a lot better, has a lot better features, and it's more you know fancy for a thousand dollars than the generation one did for for $40,000. So that's an example of how products get cheaper today even with all the regulations and taxes and tariffs and and the inflation of the Federal Reserve. But in the absence of that inflation, which is a huge factor I think in, you know, what what we pay for things, you'd probably see other products dropping in price, especially things like food. Uh, or gasoline, things like that, where over time, refining measures would change, harvesting measures would change, efficiencies uh, would be increased. And so, therefore, those those changes in efficiencies would be reflected in the final price. And we don't get to see a lot of that because, well, again, the Federal Reserve is inflating the money supply. one 450 free That's the toll-free number. Let's go to you and your thoughts. We go to Cole, listening in Mississippi. Cole, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello.
8: Hey. Hey, Cole. Um, I am
12: 17, and I go to public school.
0: So sorry to That's hear that.
12: That means I self-educate. But anyway, I have talked to many liberal friends I have at school, and they bring up that they think that the world history would have been a better place if religion had never happened, that had never occurred. And I generally think that if they go in the wrong direction, what they really should wonder is how much better the world would be if government had never been invented. And I was wondering what your take
6: on that would be.
0: I see the position uh, from both perspectives, and I think that ultimately we're talking about the same thing, uh, because essentially the belief in government is – it's a religious belief. And they have religious ceremonies. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you come mm-hmm. into the courtroom, there's a man that wears a robe, and he sits, in a, uh, he sits in an area that's higher up than everyone else, and he right. has special lights we being shown on him.
12: We have to stand when he enters. Hmm? And we have to
1: stand when well, he enters.
0: Well, we don't stand. Uh, there's right, a whole right. courtroom the full of people. That's the
2: expectation, though. Yeah. But
0: that's We're part of the religious...
2: Uh, yeah, the ceremony. The it's, ceremony. It's part of, part of the ritual.
1: I would also... And, Chris, you're much better with history than, than I am, so maybe you can correct you me if I'm wrong. Sorry, Chris.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, so w- what I was going to say is uh, religion, yes, has been a very destructive force, But but wouldn't it be true that religion and government together is what's really been the problem? Like when a government has a religious, you know what I mean, they choose a religion that's a... This is the appropriate religion, and that's when people were were executed and, and all yeah, this. Yeah, generally
2: that's that's where I see most of the problems arising. Um, I'm watching a documentary on the West right now, and uh, a lot of the problems seem to stem from missionaries coming out and saying to the Indians, "You have to give up all your belief systems entirely, oh, or man. you're going to hell." And you know the well, Indians don't really like hearing that, so they they kill the missionaries. You know it yeah. it, it does create problems, forcing and. uh and the same with uh, forcing religion, like even in the early history of uh, this country, you know, pre-revolution, uh, the Massachusetts forced people to be Protestant. So what happened was people who didn't like that went off to form Rhode Island and mm-hmm. Providence Plantations, and they they were Quakers and and rogues, you know, and scoundrels and and all the outcasts, you know, the people that didn't fit in, uh, because mm-hmm. you you can't force people into something like that. I mean, that's a big decision to, to force beliefs on people like that.
0: It also yeah. takes all the virtue away from changing yeah. your own beliefs uh, for right. your own reasons. So, like, I get where they're coming from, your, your liberal friends. Like, I, I was an atheist for a long time, so I totally understand that, uh, that perspective. And I still agree that uh, organized religion is, has been a very negative uh, effect on mankind over time. But ultimately, we're playing a game of speculation here, right? I mean, this, the speculation is that, well, if we never had religion, the world would be a better place. And I don't know if that's true, because it's likely that religion was simply a manifestation of man's desire to control other men. It's just one of the ways that that has come out. Government is the same. It's a manifestation of man's desire to control his fellow man. They come up with these systems and these beliefs and these ideas that they transmit to other human beings, get them to believe the same thing, so they will follow their orders. So they will be, God says you must give us all of your children and all of your land. Well, or it's, you know, the. Supreme Court has said you must give us all of your children and all of your land. It's right. this, it's the same thing and it's it's always been men who want to control other men and I think that even if you never even if no one ever came up with the idea of organized religion I think you still would have had wars and destruction and people trying to control people. Thanks for the call tonight, Cole. I appreciate hearing from you. And keep us in the loop with what goes on there inside the government indoctrination camps at 855-450-FREE. That's one 3733 You can take control of the airwaves. And we're going to continue to have war and controlling religions until people can understand to allow others to be free. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free. Bring us anything you want. 855 450 free. That's brought to you by SACL CAI, by the way. That's 1 450 3733. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, Free Talk Live. And some of those features include our listening options. You can get tuned in via broadband or dial-up streams and our, of course, radio stations across the country, over 100 great stations. Our satellite listening options, including XM satellite radio, We've got two channels up there that we're on, and the Free Talk Live webcam, the free to air satellite channel, and the listen lines that a you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get all the details. And we were talking about the Federal Reserve and what the world might look like without the Federal Reserve. And now that we have the Internet, that picture of that world has changed. I mean, 20 years ago, no one ever would have imagined something like the Bitcoin, which is a, 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 it's a decentralized currency. So when when it came to liberty dollars we talked about before having their central offices raided having their uh their vault raided can't that can't happen with the bitcoin first of all there's nothing for them to take that's physical uh all yeah, the, it's all information right bitcoins are digital so it's zeros and ones and there's no one location to which they can go and conduct a, a police raid because bitcoin doesn't exist as a corporate entity there there's no business there's there's no head office So if the federal government wanted to take out Bitcoin, I think they would be completely flummoxed because they would have to somehow take down what is essentially a peer-to-peer file sharing network because Bitcoin clients connect to other Bitcoin clients. It's a piece of software that people can run on their computers, and that's how the information about who has what is distributed is through a completely decentralized network, and that means that you can pretty much be – completely anonymous with your use of, uh, of the Bitcoin as well. Another factor that makes it a really, uh, really evolutionary currency. And you can learn more about it over at, we use com. That's we dot com, And we will continue here with you and your thoughts. Let's go to Brad listening in Minneapolis. You're on free talk live. Hey, Brad. Oh,
9: hello. Um, it's my, I'm Brad.
0: Sorry. Yes, you are Brad. Go ahead with your thoughts.
9: All right. Um, I am calling to let everybody know about um, uh, there's a, a caravan of mothers uh, who will on october um, November first defy the FDA uh, regulation of of uh, the transport of raw milk across uh, state lines. Oh, really they're going to they're going to ride from uh, you can read all the details about it at uh, rawmilkfreedomriders.com.
0: Um, <laughs> raw dot com dot com. All right.
9: And there are going to be several uh, well-known uh, farmers and uh, experts on this topic, uh, among them Joel, Joel Saladin from the uh, Polyface Farms.
0: <coughs> me. Oh, um, I think Mark that McAfee. gentleman is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think, uh, if I'm recalling correctly, Joel Saladin is one of the featured speakers at uh, the Liberty Forum this year in New Hampshire.
9: I hope oh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm very glad to hear it. I hope um, I'm
0: remembering that correctly. I, I could be wrong, but anyway, go ahead with uh, with this. So, so there are moms that are going to essentially smuggle raw milk across fed, uh, across state lines.
9: Oh, I don't think "smuggle" is the right word. Actually, um, they're being rather public about
0: it. A good point. I guess you do have to be covert in order to smuggle something.
9: Um, uh, the other other person is a well-known um, raw milk farmer from California, Mark McAfee. He'll be speaking there. Uh, another one is a David, uh, David Gumpert. He's a journalist. Um, you can find his uh, writings online. He's followed the milk, uh, the raw milk, uh, the persecution of raw milk farmers and customers for some time now. Uh, another another gentleman is uh, Max Kane, who has uh, uh, done a lot of, of videos of the kind of the persecution of raw milk farmers in Wisconsin. Um,
0: so when is this going down?
9: This is going to be November
0: 1st. Uh, The caravan will cross from Pennsylvania to Maryland on Route 1 on November 1st. Uh, You can join the caravan. There's a contact email address there, or there's going to be some sort of a rally, I guess, as well. Uh, They've got the location for that there. It's in, in Maryland on November 1st in the afternoon, so folks can go and stand in support of those who... Wish to have the those radicals who wish to have the freedom to milk a cow and sell the product to a willing buyer. There that's, you go. That's essentially what is illegal in many places in this country, and so they're challenging some uh, the federal government by going over state lines in this case. <clears throat> yeah,
9: they're going to cross state lines and then they're going to drink raw milk in front of the FDA.
0: Oh, so they're actually finishing at the FDA headquarters.
9: That's
0: what I understand. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. That's incredible. And I hope that, uh, are you going to be there, Brad?
9: Uh, I uh, am not able to be there. My wife and kids will be there and some other other mothers and children from uh, who we know here.
0: Well, if you could pass the word on, I'd appreciate having one of them who's actually on the ground on this particular day to uh, to give us a call that, that evening and uh, and let us know how it went.
9: Uh, with pleasure. That'd I will be let my, my
0: wife no. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate the call. Thanks for the heads up. Folks can go to uh, com to get involved in that. That's pretty exciting.
1: Now, is this a response to uh, the judge that, I, I don't know if you ha- have read this on the air or heard about this, but there was a judge recently who basically said that you don't have the right to choose your own food?
0: I heard about it. I don't think we covered that on the air.
1: Okay, well, basically, he is quoted as saying you do not have the right to choose your own food. You don't have the right to milk a cow and drink it. You don't have the right to lay eggs, ch- have your chicken lay eggs and eat it. Like, Jeez. I mean, he just goes through a number of them. But I, I, I pulled up the story just because I would read this uh, about a week ago, and I remember just being absolutely shocked, and I noticed that the judge was from Wisconsin.
0: So you have no right to uh, basically take care of yourself. That is correct. What you're saying. Wow. You Scary only have the privilege. Stuff. I mean,
2: right there, it shows that they don't seem, the government doesn't seem to appreciate you and doesn't seem to think that you own yourself.
0: No. No. I mean, does anybody and really believe that? And they
1: don't think that? that you're smart enough to make decisions for yourself. Right. right.
0: You need us. You need us to decide what you can and can't put in your body. Exactly.
1: No, plaintiffs do not have a fundamental right to produce and consume the foods of their own choice. No, plaintiffs do not have the fundamental right to consume the milk from their own cow. Those are quotes from the judge.
0: It's crazy
2: stuff. Wow. Well, yes. in that case, I'm going to write to this judge and ask him every time I pour a bowl of cereal, is it okay for me? <laughs>
1: to
0: <drink> <laughs>
1: Give him a call at his house. Yeah. Hey, what's going up, Judge? Well, as long as
0: you've purchased it through officially sanctioned channels, of course, it's fine. I mean, you've gotten it from a government-licensed regulated grocery store through the government-licensed and regulated highways and the trucking system. So therefore, it's all right. As long as you go through the normal channels, Luther, everything's going to be fine. Well,
2: how am I going to know? I mean, I don't have this right to to choose for
0: myself, so so that means somebody else has to choose for me, right? Well, you you should know because you don't go to farms and buy things directly from people. You have to go through the official channels
1: what about oh. a garden what about having not a garden? not allowed
0: uh you you can have a tiny little garden in your backyard uh if it's if it's up to code then that's okay but if it's too large then you become a commercial farmer and uh, then you'll be subject to all manner of regulations and don't you dare put any of your gardening things in the front yard that's usually against uh, city ordinances really?
1: i have a wow. uh, ragtag garden that i grew this year and i mm-hmm. got some veggies i have broccoli actually coming up
0: don't tell the city 450 free. That's uh, eight five five. You're
1: serious about that?
0: I don't think that. I don't think it applies around here in Keene, but I don't know. I don't read the regulations, right? But there are places where people have gotten in trouble, like the lady that planted uh, like xeriscaping out in front of her house, took out all the grass and put in potted plants, basically, and she was threatened over that. Unbelievable. We're coming up here at 450 free. You can take control bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You may take control of these airwaves by dialing in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian here. And Luther. And Julia. And we invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. And you can learn more about the Free State Project, by the way, by going to freestateproject.org. I'd mentioned the Liberty Forum a few moments ago, and I did confirm uh, my suspicions that, yes, I, I had recognized the name correctly. Joel Sal- Salatin, I believe is how it's pronounced. Joel Salatin is going to be one of the keynote speakers at the 2012 Liberty Forum. And he uh, he's a big time, you know, do-it-yourself kind of farmer guy, get back to the earth, etc. So I think self-sufficiency is, is going to be one of the things he'll be he'll be talking about uh, and i know a lot of people are, are definitely interested in, in hearing about that and there are always a variety of different discussions everything from uh, ending the war on drugs to things like uh, monetary freedom as we've been discussing tonight mm-hmm. these things are normally talked about at the liberty forum The the outline hasn't been uh, the schedule itinerary has not yet been released that will be coming at slash liberty forum but you guys have both been in the past and it's well worth attending yes yes yes, yes. and actually i just sent an email to the organizers uh, asking if I could
2: volunteer, if they still need volunteer help. And I think that's a great way to do. go. Yeah, they usually do. That's a great way to go if you don't maybe have enough money to spend to be able to go anyway for free. And you'll just have to work, but you'll still be there. Do you get a comp admission for, uh, for working? You know, Is I don't usually know. Um, I'll have to ask. I have a friend who did it last year or not last year, but the last time, and he, he could probably tell me.
0: Yeah, because it skipped a year, unfortunately, due to organizer uh, issues, but it's coming back in 2012, and it's going to be happening the 23rd of February through the 26th. It's a Thursday through a Sunday, so come on up here, experience New Hampshire, be together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, and like you pointed out, Luther, if you want to meet people, uh, volunteering's a good way to do it, because then you're literally thrown into the mix, and you've Yeah, you're meet... going to meet everybody that yeah. way. You've got to meet people if you are a, a volunteer for this. But either way, it's a friendly group of folks and if you want to meet somebody, you can just go up and introduce yourself and, and ask somebody a question about who they are and why they're here and you know, go off into a conversation. It's a great sure, event sure. for no- networking or, and Or try to
2: become a vendor if you have uh, some kind of product or idea that you're trying to sell or even talk to the Alt Expo, uh, which will be going on.
0: The Alternatives Expo, which was created by other Liberty activists who decided that the Liberty Forum, as good as it was, wasn't good enough and they wanted to do their own concurrently running event in the same hotel and so. That's what uh, what's it, what they're doing. Uh, so we'll keep you in the loop as to what develops with the Liberty Forum here as more is announced. But right now, you can go and get signed up for this coming Liberty Forum uh, by using our discount code, which is FTL2012. You'll save an extra 10% off of the early bird prices which it's right now under $200, like 199 bucks, to go to a full weekend-long convention. And that includes the banquets. If you want to cut the banquets out and like go out to eat yeah, there's, different places. It, you're right in Nashville. You're near downtown. There's plenty of places you can go. Yeah, so if you want to cut the banquets out, you can save uh, some more money, too. There's a diff- there are two different packages. Mm-hmm. There's one that's closer to $100. I think it's like 109 or 119 or something like that. And then there's another one for 199 And so it's up to you. You can do it however you want. And uh, go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get registered as we go to, oh, once again, our discount code FTL2012 to save an extra 10%. Let's talk to Matt, listening in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Luther and Julia.
12: Good evening, Ian Luther and Julia.
0: Another Liberty Forum longtime attendee. Hey, Matt, uh, any thoughts on the Liberty Forums that you've been you've been to in the past?
12: Well, I've only been to one of the Liberty Forums. I've been to the uh, Purchasing Freedom Festivals, um, but I loved it. Actually, the Liberty Forum was the first uh, event that I went to for the Free State Project. And, um, oh God, I had a good time.
6: Yeah, it's it always a blast.
12: Time. So um, what were you calling I, about tonight? I enjoyed um, sitting in the uh, the bar and talking with people uh, after all the speeches had been made and uh, the, the dinners had been eaten. And um, I do remember, I, Luther, weren't you in the drum circle?
0: no uh, uh, a couple of years ago no okay, you're thinking a, of cooper okay. and miller sometimes it's hard to remember details from the liberty forum depending sure, on how sure. late at night it was uh but yeah it is a lot of fun uh talking <laughs> and to and people. it
12: was three years ago already so yeah. I, I have probably yeah, to remember yeah. that, was, a, that was actually
2: my first liberty forum as well and that's that's how i met cooper and luther and i believe his doobie was the other guy who was uh, of course
0: no one knows who any of those folks are unless they actually come to the liberty forum <laughs> at freestateproject.org slash liberty forum so what were you calling about tonight
12: um i wanted to speculate a little bit on what the world would be like without the federal reserve if we if okay. they had if it had never been invented okay. and uh, i believe uh, this is looking uh, back into the past and seeing how things used to be before uh they had the federal reserve i think we would all own a lot more stuff just own it outright uh whereas uh, as as things stand today most people don't own anything. They don't really own their houses. Their houses are mortgaged. They don't own their cars. They have to uh, have payment plans on their cars. They uh, Many of the stuff that they, like the big screen TVs and the stuff that they have, they mm-hmm. had to buy on credit. And a lot of people are still paying off that credit. And if you didn't have a Federal Reserve, I think not only would things be cheaper because... People would still want to get your money, but they—they'd it'd be—it'd be a lot harder to get credit, and they'd have to lower their prices to—to to make it more equitable with how hard people are working, and to—to to make it match up more with how much your labor is. So I think it's it's more of a uh, of a fairer system.
0: To be That's an interesting with. point, because uh, today the Federal Reserve system and the banking system that is essentially a part of it is basically it's fractional reserve, as it's called, meaning that uh, the banks can loan out, as I understand it, nine times as much as the deposits they have uh, on file. And Julia, you did work at a bank for a time. Do you, did you learn anything about that as a bank employee or they keep you completely Absolutely in the dark? Absolutely not. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> I learned about the... Um the the bank secrecy act which is the federal requirements for how much uh, money when, when you have to report a deposit over ten thousand dollars the cash
0: transaction right report.
1: That's, that's i mean they just didn't touch on that at all
0: so so if you've got cash as a bank you can loan out nine times as much which means the banks are encouraged to make loans that maybe they shouldn't be making to people and of course every time they make that loan they're actually inflating the money supply because it's money that's coming out of nothing uh, it's just a rule that they're allowed to do this by the federal reserve and so it's likely a lot of those loans wouldn't be made don't you think
12: Right. And yeah, I, I, I do. I, I agree with that. And, and if you default on loans or if you go bankrupt or, uh, you know, you have your, your house is taken from you through uh foreclosure and you're homeless, they get all your stuff, too. Yep. I mean, what are you going to do with it all? You're you're homeless now. You can whatever you can put in that shopping cart and all the clothes that you're going to be be wearing. That's what you're going to have. and And they end up with or somebody else ends up with all that stuff. Um, and the, back, you know, in the in the in the days before the Federal Reserve, I I've heard that eighty percent of the people owned their homes outright. Wow! Which means that it now? I don't Three? know if they had property taxes back then or not. I imagine that they did, but that means that only if you're if you're so poor that you can't def- that you can't get the money up for your property taxes would they be able to kick you out of the house. You couldn't be foreclosed yeah. upon. So even if you lose your job. Uh, you're pretty much guaranteed that you're going to be able to have a roof over your head as long as that house has been paid for. Right. And and nowadays, I think that's an off. There's an awful lot of stress on people that uh, to you know to. Try to make that mortgage payment every
0: right. month, Right. Mean, and if uh, the, the house is losing value, then you're underwater and there's no way you're ever really going to be able to dig out. You're just behind the ball constantly. So, how, what is the percentage of homeowners that actually own their homes outright today? I mean, if it was 80% back then, what is it now? 10, 5, 3%? I've heard
12: five. Incredible. That's thing. what I've heard. Uh, unfortunately, I can't give you the source on that. Maybe somebody else can. But I'd be
0: curious to find that out. But uh, you know, it's not that very. It's not very good. And and thank you, no. Matt, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free.
2: For someone who's up and coming, and you know, just starting to make his way in the world, uh, the idea of buying a house seems just completely beyond my grasp. My financial grasp at this point. I mean, oh yeah, or anytime soon in the future.
0: Well,
1: but. Maybe- I, well, I think it's good that you are able to recognize that because I think to go along with what he was saying, we're sort of taught that, you know, that's the next step. You buy a house. So I think you have a lot of young people buying houses that maybe they really aren't ready for and really they shouldn't be purchasing Probably true because banks are willing to loan them the money. Maybe not so any so much anymore, but they were. And you get people who have too many bills.
0: And what we're going to see, hopefully, is a further fall in the housing prices, so then maybe it will become more uh, viable for people to actually afford these things, because they likely aren't done coming down yet. 855-453. It's free talk live. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-free. That's one-eight five five-four five zero-three seven three three. And the number's brought to you by SACL CAI. You can join us on our website over at Freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program, you can support Free Talk Live in a variety of different ways. And one of those ways is by shopping with us. You can enter Amazon through our shopping links over at shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find different links to different countries' Amazons. You click in the correct Amazon for your country and get your shopping done. Get whatever it is you're looking to buy, uh, whatever you need, whatever you want. They've got used items, brand new, of course, and free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items if you order over $25 worth in, in most, uh, most cases. So go to shop.freetalklive.com and you'll get the stuff you want at Amazon, and you'll help Free Talk Live at the same time. Shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, uh, as we go to Curtis, listening in Virginia. Curtis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Luther and Julia. Hello, how are you? Curtis, great. What's on your mind?
14: Outstanding. Um, I'm a new listener and a first-time caller. Welcome, sir. <laughs> um, well, I had two things, but I'll just cover the one I, I talked to your guy on the phone about. It was about Gaddafi. My question about uh, the the situation with Libya is what exactly did he do what What was the purpose of um, the invasion
0: Well, the purpose of uh, military invasions tends to be to uh, to aggregate taxpayer dollars to politically connected uh, companies the military industrial complex. That's generally, in my opinion, the typical reason behind any kind of military expansionism, or, or to secure uh, the resources that country has for their corporate buddies yeah, and yeah. various different corporations. So I would say those are probably the true answers. Uh, frequently, yeah. they can put some sort of you know little story out there for people to to follow. follow. Like you know we're after Saddam Hussein, we're after this bad guy in Libya, uh, Gaddafi, and we're after you know the, the, these other bad guys over here. So there's always some excuse uh, for it. There's always some enemy, but really the reason is to, you know, re- basically to reward the friends of the politicians. That's essentially okay.
14: what it is. Well, Well, I asked that sort of sarcastically, because from what I understand, Libya was the second richest African country. Okay, uh, it's I possible. I don't know if that's accurate or not. They had free health care, they had free education, all the way up to a graduate degree. They had um they they awarded married couples from the state. The state gave married couples ten thousand dollars when they got married. They paid you additional funds for every additional child i mean it it sounded like it was almost a utopia. it was the pride of africa
0: well those <laughs> okay whenever you hear somebody's got free health care, you probably should ask questions about that. Uh, Because typically, nothing's free. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And all of those things cost money. And why it's okay to give people money for getting married, that, that money doesn't grow on trees. It is being taken from people. And so, therefore, it's being taken from people who maybe haven't gotten married, for instance. Like all of us in this room. I mean, I don't think you guys would appreciate being taxed to reward somebody with, uh, you know, some wedding gifts.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually against marriage. I think it's a ridiculous ceremony, and I don't want to give you $10,000 or however much it was just because you made a bad decision, in my opinion.
0: Right, and I don't want health care to be free because I want uh, a choice. I want to have the marketplace deciding what health care options are available. I, th- I think it should be cheap, and I think it would be if we actually had a free market in health uh, but when it's so-called free, it just means that the government's paying for it, which means they're taking money from people, and that means everyone's forced to pay for what is usually pretty crap uh, pretty crap service. I so,
14: mean, that, that's all good and well, but England what? gives free health care. France gives free health care. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the doctors my, my, in England— my, my point is, Have you seen their teeth is, in
0: England? <laughs> well,
14: uh, well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying— They I'm actually not have really clean of, teeth. They I'm just don't a,
2: straighten them but but the thing with england the doctors in england go on strike because they're not being they're not able to pay their bills and there's so much interference and the cost has actually gone up
14: right right i'm i'm not even um an advocate for free healthcare what what i'm saying is it was a sovereign nation it was a nation wealthy enough to take care of its people who the hell's going to take care of it now
0: i think you're making a good point there i mean i don't believe in sovereignty when it comes to anything besides individuals but i understand what you're saying and certainly as was mentioned earlier i don't think that the federal government needs to be meddling in other countries business around the world if there are individuals who don't like this qaddafi character and they want to go and do something about him then they should be free to make those choices Uh, i don't support warmongering in any any way shape or form okay all All right
14: right. well i'm I, I still am yet to hear exactly why we didn't like him so much. Uh, why
0: we didn't like them. Who's we? The, the, meaning our country. Our country. <laughs> when you say our country, you mean the federal government? Yeah. You don't really consider yourself part of the federal government, do you? No, not really. All right. So this is one of those things. It's a little pet peeve of mine uh, when people say all right. we. And I, we, all, we all do it uh, to some extent because we, we've been raised in the society in which this well, is inculcated us. Well, sort
14: with of a us. cop-out, too. It's sort of a cop-out because we elect these. These people
0: nope. to represent nope. us. not me. Well, no. I, number one, you're wrong on two. You're wrong on two counts. One, I did not elect these people, and two, I'm in under, under no illusions that these people could possibly represent me. Right. Thanks for the call, man. I I really appreciate uh, hearing from you tonight, Curtis, at uh, 855-450-FREE. You can tell he's definitely a new listener. And uh, Stick with us. Yes,
1: he doesn't know how crazy we are yet. We.
0: (laughs) We. Stick with us. One thing you can count on is uh, relative consistency out of this particular radio studio. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. So yeah, we didn't vote for the government. And even if you did vote for them, it doesn't make you responsible for what they do. No. Many, many people vote because they're afraid of the government, and they want to put the least danger, what they perceive of as the least <coughs> dangerous person, in there. Unfortunately, the difference between the choices is usually minute. Well,
2: how do you feel about the saying, "If you don't vote, you don't get to complain"? Uh, that's a cop out.
0: Uh, I think that's uh, I think that saying's a cop out. Yeah, I do as yeah. well. Uh, if you're being oppressed, I think you absolutely have the right to complain <laughs> about that oppression, whether or not you've checked a box on a ballot somewhere. Ray is listening in Washington State. Ray, you're on Free Talk Live.
13: Hey, guys, the number you're looking for is 31% of Americans own their home outright.
6: Wow, it's higher mortgage. than I expected.
13: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you're not giving some of us enough credit there, Ian. You know, where, like me, I own four homes, so.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I,
13: I, I own them outright. So the thing is, there's a lot of us Americans who are pretty smart when it comes to money and just the How, way Okay,
0: it is. all right. Wait, so here's, a, here's a, uh, a modification to the question then. How many of okay. those 30 some percent? actually bought off their own home versus inherited it from grandma.
13: Well, you know what? There's really no percentage that I've ever seen that said that. Yeah. But I can tell you right now that I came from a family very dirt poor, and I have seven brothers and sisters who probably still haven't got their home paid off when I own four. So it's just how you learn to handle money. Oh, absolutely. by, By age 30, I had already owned my home outright, and it was a home on 50 acres of ground. So, uh,
2: you so, know, so if that's this
13: is one of those things. Hey, uh, the other day we were talking about uh, interest in collecting, and you hold, thought hold the that
0: thought in. Luther has a question for yeah. you.
2: Yeah, okay, go I, ahead. I just want to ask you real quick. So, if you think that's the main contributing factor on whether people own their home or not is just their own personal responsibility, why did the number drop so drastically from eighty to thirty-one?
13: Well, because, you know what, over time, if you look at how we as a country have gotten, we've gotten pretty soft. You know, we're really not the kind of people that a long time ago were, you know. Like when you go back to the Great Depression, you know, they were so worried about giving people any money at all that they didn't even want to give them lousy seeds. You know, there really was no handouts and stuff. So as handouts came along. I think you guys are right about some of that. Uh, People got pretty soft. And they uh, took it, and, uh, you know, they really just climbed up on the big pit of government. And uh, so I do think there is a lot, but, you know, when I was a kid, we always rented. And, boy, I'll tell you what, it just kind of sunk into me. I didn't really want to go up and raise children that rented homes and have to move around all the time.
0: Do you and, think that uh, the quality yeah. of financial education uh, over the last 50 years has suffered? I i mean, I haven't uh, lived that uh, long, so I don't know.
13: Geez, I'm going to tell you something. If, if, I, I've only been to the eighth grade, but I'll tell you if you're going to talk about the people who educate people in money, terms, in schools, we're losing because they are losers. Here's the first yeah. off the fact. It's like I said to my son one time. He said, well, you know, I don't want to go to school. And I said, well, listen, the guy who goes to school, the, the 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 boss guy there, me and him have one thing in common. He makes about the same as I pay in federal income tax. You see, in order to be – the only guy who can teach you how to make money, had have to
0: make money. Yeah, the teach, teacher's uh... – what is it they say about teachers? Those who can do? Those, those who can who can't right. teach. Teach. Those who can't yeah.
13: teach. So teach gym. So those people, if they were millionaires, <laughs> they wouldn't be interested in being teachers, would they?
0: Yeah, right. I see where you're coming from. Yeah,
13: yeah so how, you, you know, how are they going to teach it? They don't know how to do it themselves, so they wouldn't be there.
0: I'd say that's another factor, is that you know, the government has progressively gotten more. And I know that you had another point, Ray, so you're welcome to stick with us here into hour number three. But I think another factor in this, all of this is that uh, the government has gotten progressively more involved in education Uh, Education has, has gone away from the homes. And so generation after generation has been essentially dumbed down and not given the financial wherewithal that they need to know. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, R3 next.
4: When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight. It's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220 watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators, any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. Freetalklivesolar.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll free at 855 450 free. That's 1 450 3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Luther. And Julia. And join us on our website over at freetalklive.com where we'll give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Unlike those other talk show hosts, our site is free. They charge you for them. Go see for yourself. You know, check. Dare to compare, if you will. And I think you'll find out that Free Talk Live has more for free than the other char- uh, sites charge you for. If I'm wrong, let me know. 855-450-FREE. Let's go to uh, back to Ray, who was on with us uh, just before we went to the break there, the news break. Uh, Ray, you're back on Free Talk Live. You had another point you wanted to make tonight.
13: Okay, yeah. We were talking the other day about the, the Federal Reserve in the 3% long term, and I brought up the issue about hard money lenders. That's private money. It's not the government. Three percent
0: so, long term. What's that?
13: Yeah, ten percent long term, and it, it, it runs between anywhere between six and ten and percent. It can actually go higher than ten percent. I don't know what you're talking about, one though. Can for you, you t- that proves the, the deal because the government takes but, money three percent because they own the printing press and they can do whatever they want through the Federal Reserve, as you were talking about earlier. Okay. But the other one to watch that tells you the real truth of money. Is look at the state obligations, and I buy state obligations, and generally you can get around five percent. Maybe it's a, you, not too long ago. You you know maybe a, six months ago you could have got six percent. Hold on a second, I'm a little I'm a
0: little lost on all these percentages. What were you talking about with the three percent, the six percent, or whatever? You're talking the about the rate of inflation? Hmm? Yeah, no, the thirty-year treasury. Oh, what they they promised to, uh, to pay out.
13: Right, right. And okay. we remember we were saying that – you guys were saying that the government controls the money because they obviously sell their current – their bonds at 3%. Okay. They actually, we're selling them in the twos. Okay? So – but that's not the, what's really going on in the real world of money. The, the real world of money is that the government's printing and buying their own money. Okay? I can't do anything about that. But if you look at your own state, okay, the state you guys are in, I'm sure you guys are buying 30-year treasuries at about – Five percent, pretty close to five percent, maybe four and three quarters. You mean the state government? The state government. If you guys have to borrow money, every state borrows money. You guys in that state, I'm just going to take a guess that that state, each one of you guys now, I know you don't pay taxes, Ian, or whatever, but I'm just saying with the the amount of persons in that state, each one of you probably owe about $9,000 in debt that the state has sold you for. You follow what I'm saying?
0: I don't follow how anyone could owe anything unless they've entered into an agreement.
13: And I understand that part about it, okay? Yeah. So you're out of it, okay? Let's just, but the average guy who really pays his taxes or whatever... Well, they the don't owe anything either. Of the, the, individuals that those they people assign. are not
0: obligated to what the, the people calling themselves the state do.
13: I think we're kind of getting off on that point. And, you know, and I understand what you're saying. I know the liberty. You know I, I, I support. I think it's wonderful, okay? So you're saying the state, state
0: government is buying federal treasuries at 5%? It, no.
13: The federal treasuries are 3% on a 30-year. Okay? okay, but your state has to sell state obligations so they can borrow money. They do that. do you agree with me they do that so,
0: so the state is you're saying the state see i don't know a whole bunch about the financial world you're saying state governments also issue uh treasury, bonds. bonds
13: yeah, they also issue treasury okay so it's like uh, every everybody like everybody in the state of Texas owes about ten thousand dollars for individuals. You know the federal part right where you owe they say that every individual in the country owes. Uh twenty uh, well it's more than that. It's about forty thousand dollars now. Every person in the country, man, woman and child, owe about forty thousand dollars to cover that debt. If they wanted to cover the entire fourteen trillion, each one of us three hundred and some million would have to come up with forty thousand. You follow that part?
0: Well, it's a bunch of nonsense, but yeah, that's the claim.
13: Okay. In states it's the same process. Your state has already sold you out and you're not gonna pay it, I understand, okay? I'm just saying what the people who pay the taxes in your state are going to have to do. Each one of the people in the state you're in, uh, it's probably around $10,000. It ranges between ten and about $17,000. Well, I, I pay
0: state tax. taxes because I pay property taxes because uh, at this point I'm too afraid to, uh, to right. not do but so. But
13: Luther's sitting right there. Don't you have a job, Luther? Didn't I hear you say you work in a restaurant?
0: I do. That's
2: right. And they do okay. take money you out know, of my you checks. You pay
13: taxes because they take them right out of your check. That's right. And there's nothing you can do about it?
2: No, there's nothing.
13: Yeah. So, Ian, I understand you own a business, okay? You can get away from not paying taxes until they want to come after you, all right? But Luther can't. They take him right out. He ain't got no choice. If he doesn't want to pay
6: taxes, he ain't going
0: to be working there, right? Right, but he's not obligated to cover that 20000 or or however much money that the claim is. He has no obligation to that, and we all what know that the, the government's never going to pay that off. So at some okay, point, they're they just going to some crash and burn. Blessing,
13: some type. In in the state you're in, is there a sales tax or an income tax? thankfully no. no neither one right that's correct okay. so you must have some way of paying taxes it must be gas taxes
0: it's property taxes
13: property tax all right there you go do you pay property taxes Ian?
0: i already told you that i did
13: oh well then you're paying the tax what are you talking about i told you i pay state taxes did you not hear s- me when i said i state collects the tax did you not
0: did you not hear me when i told you i pay state taxes because i'm afraid they're going to steal my home from me that's
13: Right. And I right. pay it, too, because I got four or five of them. <laughs> so right. I don't want to come and take my investments. You know, but that doesn't make, make me obligated honestly, to their debts. Income taxes, I only pay 8%.
0: Okay, but that doesn't make me obligated to their debts. Just because I pay their taxes doesn't well, mean that right. I'm obligated. By
13: doesn't matter whether you think you're obligated. You just told me you pay property taxes. You're paying them.
0: Right, but people can only pay property taxes up to a certain point. If all of a sudden the property taxes doubled uh, next year, then a lot of people wouldn't pay those property taxes because they wouldn't be able to afford to. That's
13: no problem. That's no problem. Then we take your home.
0: Okay, and then what are you going to do with all the homeless people? I don't care about them. That's their problem. Well, it will be a problem for those governments. I mean, at some point, the the idea of taking homes from people kind of falls flat, because if if you you have a dramatic increase... Ray, if you have a dramatic increase in property right. taxes, hold that thought, dude. If you've got a dramatic increase in property taxes, people will either leave or they will just refuse to pay it. And then if you've got a bunch of people who can't afford to pay the property taxes, the government can only get away with stealing so many homes at any given point in time. If there's some sort of mass home stealing going on, and people are getting thrown out into the streets, then you're going to have a real burden on the welfare system at that point. So, I mean, either way, it's a mess. Here's where
13: you're wrong, Ian. I love to argue with you. You're a wonderful guy to argue with. Let me tell you where you're wrong. Okay, in 20 years, my property taxes went up 400%.
0: Okay, right, up? I get you. Over time they do go up quite a bit. I said if they go up if they double next year then that makes it difficult for people if they to double pay. Next
13: year, I wouldn't be getting rid of my place though they go from 4 to Well, dude, you're a really successful guy. We already
0: talked in the last hour. You told us you had a bunch of houses and that, you you know, you're a very successful businessman. And you already acknowledged that most people aren't as successful as you are. And so it's one thing for you to absorb a property tax increase. But the average person who's just barely making ends meet cannot afford those things. And at no point uh, are they ever truly obligated to pay these things. They're only just doing it because they're afraid. Ray, thanks for the call, man. 855-450-FREE. That's a toll-free number. Do you feel like you're obligated? No. no uh, I
1: obligated? No. Well, if you Coerced? If, yes. Yeah. I mean, if you have a job, you pretty much have to pay. You so could you... file exempt for income tax, for example. You could file exempt, but only if your payroll department would let that slide.
0: So you don't feel like you owe the $20,000 or whatever? No, I don't feel like debt? I owe
1: it, but I feel like I am being forced to pay it.
0: One eight five five four fifty three 450 is the number here. Meg is on the line calling from outside of the D.C. area, and it's our uh, co-host, one, one-time one co-host Meg, who maybe will sit in a, behind a microphone one of these days when she makes it back up to New Hampshire. Hello there. Hi. Hey, welcome back. Howdy.
10: Thanks for having me on,
0: guys. Well, it's always good to hear from you. You've got some great news to announce, from what I understand.
10: Oh, yeah, we have a wonderful day. Um, the Lemonade Liberators, we went to our status hearing today, And um, showed up in court. Uh, They called our name. We went up there. They just said, case dismissed. And we walked out. A happy
0: day excellent that is fantastic news congratulations to you on that and it's been a long time coming how long has this been going on since early summer or late summer
10: uh yeah it, it happened august 20th was the date that we were arrested so it, it's been a few months
0: you've now. had this hanging over your head too because they were talking about putting you in jail for something like what six months
10: Yeah, we went into court today not knowing if we were going to be leaving, like, of our own volition or leaving to jail because we were facing a contempt charge for... um refusing to
0: go through with a drug test program. Right. If you want to stick with us, Meg, I'd like you to, so uh, hang on. We'll bring you back here in a moment, get the rest of the story on the lemonade stand. I think it was three or four folks that were arrested there in D.C. over the summer during Lemonade Liberation Day. 855-450-FREE, selling lemonade or giving it away in protest of the various different threats uh, levied against young young children.
7: The new Ruger LC9 centerfire pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol designed for discreet carry, is also a full power, no compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 to learn more.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. And Julia. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there totally free. And those features include our mobile site. So perhaps you have a smartphone you'd like to Visit our website on that and get quick access to our uh, our streams and our podcast. All you need to do is go to m.freetalklive.com. That's m as in mobile, com. Uh, of course, we'll continue here with you and your thoughts. If we get a chance, Julia, you were going to give us some TSA stories, so uh, maybe we'll do some of those here in a little bit. But uh, speaking of the TSA, Meg McLean is with us on the line. And uh, if you may recall, uh, it was about a year, just about a year ago, uh, when Meg had an encounter with the TSA, uh, which actually made national news and brought her up to the number two most searched term on Google. Uh, And Meg continues to make national news with the Lemonade Liberation Day protest that went on uh, this August. And uh, Meg, are you with us? Yeah,
10: I'm here. All
0: right. So you and was it three, three others or was it three total that got arrested? It was uh, three total. Three total, the Lemonade uh, Liberation folks there in D.C. It was your booth that was at a, some sort of a park there in uh, in D.C., and so they, they swooped in to attempt to stop you from— and were you selling it or just giving it away to people?
10: Uh, we were selling it for 10 cents. So, like, we had giant cups of lemonade that, you know— we went through four gallons after about 20 people.
0: And how long did it take for them to uh, to swoop in on you?
10: Um, well, we had a uh, cop on a bike come up to us almost right away, and um, after that, it, it took maybe 15 minutes, so we had uh, about 15 to 20 cops that just made a big circle around us and started putting up a fence, and so people couldn't get in <laughs> to get to our
0: stand. 15 to 20 cops to stop yeah. a group of people selling lemonade. Wow. Sounds yep. reasonable. It was uh, <laughs> right. pretty bad. Um, incredible so they arrested you they charged you with some nonsense and uh, you guys ended up going to the court and you called us a couple weeks ago when you'd gone to this court hearing just bewildered at what had occurred i mean you've you've had a lot of experience going to court up here in uh, new hampshire as part of the free state project where you lived up here for a couple years you've you've kind of been touring around down there in the dc area doing some activism uh, as of late but up here, you had a lot of experience in the courts here. But I think you learned that uh, the court systems are vastly different from state to state, from location to location, because it was. Oh yeah. It was there that you were just completely baffled as to what was going on. They were demanding that you take drug tests, even though you weren't arrested for drugs. They didn't find drugs on you. It's just that apparently they just demand that anybody going through their system take drug tests. I mean, is that pretty much the impression yes. you got?
10: It's some. Uh, it's called a diversion program that. Um, it basically makes it, say, you do a drug program and some community service and maybe pay a fine, and then the prosecution won't go forward with your case. It's still on the books, but they just decide not to prosecute you.
0: And what did you guys end up doing once they demanded this drug test of you?
10: Well, they demanded this, and we had said, you know, before that we weren't going to do it. We didn't want to take part in that program, and the judge was just like, well, you know, we don't care what you want. You're going to do it. <laughs> and so... You know, we said no, and the clerk wrote refused, and we actually went to court today with the serious possibility of going to jail for six months straight out for contempt, because it was a drug test that was ordered to us, and we refused.
0: Right, because when the when the man in the robe makes an order, you're supposed to do as you're told, otherwise, like you say, it's, it's contempt. But instead of contempt, they ended up dropping all of the charges from all three of the Lemonade Liberators.
10: Yeah, it was fantastic news, and Uh, We went into the courtroom and it was a different judge. And he, uh, like, the only way I can describe him is he looked like Santa Claus. And he was, he called our names and he just looked happy and jolly. And he was so nice and friendly when we got up there. And he's like, well, case dismissed. And, you know, good job, guys. See you later. You're free to go. And I, I think when he read that, he knew. The case, and he was on our side because he was just so huh. happy to tell us, "Yeah, it's dismissed."
0: Wow, that's incredible! And now, is the Lemonade Liberation uh, website still around? Yeah, it is. Is that lemonadeliberation dot com?
10: Oh, it's
0: uh, lemonadefreedom.com dot com. Lemonadefreedom. dot com. Because this is not over, right? I mean, people are going to, I presume, maybe when it warms up again uh, next year or something like that, uh, get out and do more of these lemonade stands. Because it was really only you guys that were arrested uh, in across the whole country. People were setting up lemonade stands, and most of them involved uh, you know a small child or two actually running the stand. Yours was the only stand in which there were adults only adults running the stand. Uh, uh-huh. So you were probably targeted for that reason, but also also, because well, it was DC, which is probably one of the worst places in the world yeah. to to live if you love freedom.
10: Yeah, and um, it, it's funny because like the place that we went to do it, we were banned from that location. We did it right in front of the Capitol building, and so we were as one of our stipulations of our release, we were told we were not allowed on Capitol grounds anymore. And so when we left the courtroom today, the first thing we did was we went over to the Capitol and took a picture in front of it. I saw that one <laughs> with
0: you guys jumping up in the air in an excited manner. Yeah.
10: Or- jumping in the air happy. Yeah,
0: that was so awesome. And also And we
10: actually we ran into the cop that was on the bicycle, the the first cop that approached us when we were arrested. Huh. And so we tried to have a little dialogue with him and he just seemed sort of like he didn't want to give us the time of day.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he uh, he lost that one ultimately. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, now, it's not the only good news out of D.C., right? It, wasn't it a little while back that Eddie Free and the other uh, dancers, the, the, the folks that were dancing at the Jefferson Memorial, did they not have their charges dropped as well?
10: Uh, they had their charges dropped as well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, basically, all of the arrests that were made in D.C. of the Liberty activist community from this past summer at the uh, Liber- Lemonade Liberation and the Jefferson Dance Parties, all charges from all of those activists dropped. Is there anything else that's currently active with any of the folks up there that, uh, that you know?
10: Um, not at this point. I think, uh, like I went and checked out a few of the Occupy, uh, protests and we actually had a few people from Occupy DC come and, uh, check out the court today. So that was nice. But, um, you know, I think we're going to, we're going to try and start doing some outreach to them, try and, yeah. you know, bring about some maybe agorist principles at least within their own communities. I think so, so.
0: I think that's a know, fine idea. Now more
10: get in touch with people who are being active and, Maybe we can influence which direction their actions go from Great. here on out.
0: Well, I'm so glad to hear that you're not going to be going to jail and none of the other folks uh, are going to as well. But you know, it's, it's so typical of the government people to really try to intimidate folks all the way right on up to the trial date and then poof. There goes your, you know, there go your charges dismissed right at the last moment, right when you're, you know, they want you to get to sweat it out, to think that you're going to go to jail or to think you're going to have to go to the trial and do all this preparation for trial and get all your questions ready, and then right before the trial, oh, we're just going to drop your charges. Have a nice day. Yeah,
10: they just, they got to push you to see how far they can go till you'll break, and if you don't break, then they'll back down because. They know nobody (laughs) could take the government seriously if they put three people in jail for selling lemonade. Sometimes they back down, Meg. And they know it.
0: We've seen them back down, but we've also seen them not back down, uh, at least up here in in New Hampshire.
10: Either way, it's a victory for liberty because, you know, you either get them to back down or they make you a martyr, in which case they just look all the more ridiculous. So
0: do you feel like now that you're uh, free and clear that this might help uh, you and some other folks get up here to New Hampshire sooner rather than later?
10: Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm already starting to uh, try and figure out my plans to get back
0: up there soon. I know uh, Eddie Free got in touch with me, and he's the guy that did the dance party organi- organizing. Great activist. He's planning on making a move, I think, in springtime. We'll do a little saving first. It's always good to have a, a little nest egg uh, on which you can kind of count on so you can move with that. Uh, but more activists coming here to New Hampshire all the time. Meg, thanks for the update tonight. We'll see you
5: guys soon.
0: Yep, talk to you later. More coming up. Free Talk Live. The first
7: secret to success is recognizing opportunity. The second is to act on it. But how do you gain the skills to know how and when? Allsuccessclub.com. Meet successful individuals online and in exotic locations around the world. Find out from the rich and famous how they went from rags to riches and learn how to achieve financial independence for yourself. Your path to success begins now at allsuccessclub.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at one free 855 Tonight, it's Ian here. And Luther. And Julia. Don't forget, you can join us online. We've got a webcam there. You can watch, listen, and interact. The chat room is built into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. And like everything else on our website, it's free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Now then, you know cigarettes will kill you, Right. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try, and they are a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier. You can listen to this offer here from Vaporsmiths.com. A a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 per month. So you already can feel richer and better and smell better as well. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. And you'll get free shipping on orders of $60 or more. So uh, you can go to 855 to get vapor That's 855 to get vapor Get the free starter kit with purchase of 40 vape uh, cartomizers, coupon code FTL. I was puffing on one of these last night. Uh, Jason Osborne was here from Sickle CAI, and he is a huge fan of the Vaporsmiths product. Uh, he has... Uh, He's always willing to share one with somebody. He actually always has more than one of them on him at any given time and a variety of flavors that he's collected. So he's always changing out the the flavors. And so I tried the strawberry and the vanilla last night and it was very tasty. So Vaporsmiths.com as we continue here. Julia, have you tried one of these e-cigarettes yet? Yes. What do you think?
1: I guess they're fine. I mean... I've tried real e cigarettes and I've tried like with nicotine in them, and I've right. tried yours with the flavor in it. The flavor's better. Yeah. Without like the nicotine.
0: I like, yeah, you know, I didn't notice a big difference between the nicotine and the non nicotine version. That's good. Um, so I don't, I'm not jonesing for more nicotine. I was taking the full nicotine uh, hits of the vapor last oh, night. Oh, man and i didn't really notice anything different it just it was a little harder to take the vapor you could tell there was there was a difference in the i guess the thickness or whatever the strength of the vapor but as far as physical effects were concerned i didn't notice anything but if you uh you know if you're a when cigarette I, smoker you, you owe it to yourself to check these things when out
1: when i hit i when I hit the, I get, I don't know what the official terminology Toke. is for cigarettes, yeah. but when I uh, hit the, um, n- the e-cigarettes, I do notice that I don't have any of the effects that I would have with the nicotine, even with the nicotine that I would have if I smoked a cigarette, like if I smoked a, cigarette like a newport Mm -hmm. or something i would be really lightheaded and i would have to sit down and there's no way i could smoke the whole thing i mean i would just it would just make me feel not good but these they don't really have that effect
0: yeah i was trying to see if i could get the lightheaded feeling and it wasn't it wasn't happening
1: it's not a pleasant feeling really in my opinion i don't
2: don't care for the the lightheaded feeling that you get from tobacco um i smoke cigars and pipe tobacco Mm. and I've, i've smoked hookah before it's okay uh, you know, and the the whole point of me is kind of flavorizing. I don't really like the way cigarettes taste. So I, uh,
0: this is, a, I this think, is a, a great things, a yeah. alternative. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, and as uh, Osborne pointed out last night, it is, in his opinion, and I probably agree with this, one of the most important products of, of our time, just because it, it allows people who are so addicted to cigarettes to get away from that. And immediately, you know. Change sure, sure. so much,
2: and and there's so many out there that you you have such so much options where you're not just pumping
0: all your money into Philip Morris or yep, that's true. VaporSmiths.com. All right, eight five five four fifty free. That's the number here. Julia, you've got some TSA related news, at least a couple different things, right? Right.
1: So I have the article here about um, a loaded gun that tumbled out of a checked bag in at LAX. Oops. Yeah, uh, and it's it has a little. A little paragraph at the beginning of the article before the article starts that says, for the record, a previous version of this post ran with the following headline, loaded gun in luggage at LAX escapes detection by TSA. But Lori Dankers, a spokesperson for the TSA, said that while the agency does screen carry on luggage, it is not their responsibility to check baggage for guns. It's only their responsibility to check baggage for explosives. So they changed the name of the article.
0: I see. And what's the source on this? Who's reporting on
1: this it? This is uh the Los Angeles Times. I see. So they changed the name of the article because it was originally that they missed it and she they talked to her and she said, Oh no, we didn't miss it, we weren't looking. So that was that's a little priff. Well I guess you are
0: supposed to be able to carry guns in checked baggage, right?
1: Uh yeah, but there is definitely a procedure and this was yeah. not following the procedure. And I guess on that note I'd like to say that I don't have a problem with guns. In right. the airport, but what's funny about this story is that they're missing them, right? So if yeah. they're so on top of security, why are they missing guns that Right? are
0: improperly- she's, she's making an excuse for missing the gun, and normally if they had seen this and were concerned, they would have found that person, they would have said... Hey, excuse me, mister. You're supposed to fill out all these forms here in triplicate and file a uh, $200 application fee, whatever the requirements are. Like you said, right. there is some sort of governmental process and some 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 kind of screening and paperwork that would be supposedly necessary here. Here she's just blowing it off, saying, "Oh, well, it's no big deal." But you try putting a gun in your checked baggage and see how many times you can get through the airport with that.
1: Right. Uh so the story is is pretty short, but it goes airport security officials at at Los Angeles International Airport failed to detect a loaded handgun that was contained in a traveler's checked bag. An airport ramp crew discovered the loaded 38 caliber handgun Sunday after it tumbled out from an unzipped compartment in a duffel bag. That's Whoops. safe. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, if you're carrying a gun, you probably want to like make sure it's in a secure location. Yeah which if if it were legal to to like carry guns which i guess it is but there's certain i'm sure that they might they might take the gun and put it in a special place if if you were allowed to carry firearms on airplanes and it was completely private, there would absolutely be rules like that, I'm sure of it, and people would not mind those rules.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense to have a loaded gun if you're not going to be able to access it. In the front pocket. Well, in, in the, the front I mean,
1: pocket of the not, unzippered can,
0: suitcase? If it's in the front pa- pocket and unloaded, then that's one thing. Uh, but if. <laughs> if it's in the the stow of the airline then you're not gonna be able to access it so my point being that if it's if you've got the bag near you then it makes sense to have a loaded gun so you have access to you know a weapon in case you need it uh it'd be silly to carry an unloaded weapon but if you're gonna stow something for transport what's the point in having it loaded right what are the odds you're going to need to have a loaded gun right at the point at which you receive the baggage at the at the airport yeah yeah that
1: it seems doesn't make impract- any sense.
0: Yeah, impractical. <laughs> right. It would be a little safer to you know, keep the, the clip out of the, the gun, and then you, you can just load it up whenever you right. need it.
1: So the owner of the gun was questioned uh, at the police station and released and allowed to board the flight later to Portland. The gun was turned over to the police, so they took his gun. <sighs> the law enforcement sources declined to speak, of course. Uh, the TSA spokesperson woman says she was unfamiliar with the incident, which seems unlikely, uh, but um, and that she would comment later in the day. So fast forward to later in the day, uh, she says that the TSA had indeed scanned the bag for explosives and there were none. Hmm. So how how did you miss the gun when you were scanning the <laughs> the bag for explosives?
0: It's a fine question. These are government bureaucrats. Uh, they. You know, they don't have the same exact incentives as people that are actually earning a a private paycheck. They don't have to jump up to the same level as those folks do. I went to a courtroom today, and they have this... You know, they have the x-ray machine there. You put a bag down on. They roll the bag through the x-ray X-ray machine. A guy with a flashlight takes a flashlight out. He's opening. I've got one of these laptop bags where you can keep a laptop and other things. So he pulls out his flashlight. He's opening up the pockets and, you know, looking through them. The whole time in the side pocket on the bag, which is not an obscure pocket or anything like that. I mean, the bag has a lot of different little pockets, but this one's not obscure. It's the most outward protruding pocket that there is and i had put my keys in there because my keys have a blade on them in the form of a swiss army knife and every time the security at court sees this blade you know they take my keys from me or Mm -hmm. they'll take the blade you know they'll let me leave the blade with them and pick it up later and i knew that they were going to take my blade from me so i figured oh i'm just gonna put it in the bag here and see if they can you know see if they find it it wasn't obscure in any way shape or form just sit in the pocket and it made it right through Wow. He didn't notice the Swiss Army knife, which is yeah. one of the most common weapons you know, for people to have on them. So, I mean, they were taking sure, water sure. bottles and stuff from people. They were yeah. taking uh, food from people. They were taking, uh, they took all the cords from Pete Nademo. So, if they had like a charging cord for their, their video camera, they took that because it could be a choking hazard. So, they took <laughs> cords from people, but I got to keep my knife. More coming up 855 450 free. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live.
4: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com yourfamilytoday.
0: Talk Live. Moments remain enough time still for your thoughts. If you make the call now at 855-450-FREE, that's a toll-free number brought to you by SACL-CAI. 450 free And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy those features. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We will take your three bucks in, reinvest it into the show, get on more great radio stations across the country, bring more internet listeners on board as well, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, and the podcast. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get involved, and we appreciate it. That's amp.freetalklive. Dot com. Julia, you're telling us about uh, these TSA stories. You've got a couple of them. One is that there's a guy who put a loaded firearm in his checked baggage. At some point, a pocket was unzipped and the firearm came clacking out uh, when right. the ground crew was moving things around. Well, it
1: wasn't the TSA agent looking for it. It just Fell out, which I have to say, falling loaded handguns probably not a safe.
0: Really, not no. safe at all.
1: No, but even um, with the
0: safety turned on, it's not a safe thing.
1: No, no. Uh, so that story's pretty much done. Um, I found the most amusing part of it the fact that they the TSA spokesperson claimed that it, they didn't they didn't miss this. They just weren't looking for it because they're only looking for bombs.
0: Right. She made it made it sound like that they saw it and it was no big deal. But that's not true because it is a big deal because the cops came and they took it and then there's some sort of paperwork that he would have otherwise had to have filled out right. to make it legal. He was questioned
1: for several hours and and uh, there's commentary about there's a process that you have to go through if you want to carry a firearm on a plane and it involves a lot of steps and hoops and all that. So he didn't, he didn't obey that, but they didn't miss it. They just... They just, you know, didn't care or something. I don't, it doesn't make any sense.
0: All right. So they've got their excuse for that one, but what's their excuse for this next one?
1: <laughs> so this is a little tidbit I just found very amusing. TSA agent leaves nice note in passenger's luggage uh, in an email titled, Hilarious or Horrifying? A tipster sent along this picture of a TSA luggage luggage inspection notice that came with a Sextra special bonus message. Get your freak on, girl. (laughs) Get your freak on, girl. (laughs) This happened to my friend on a flight on Saturday. The tipster writes, apparently TSA found a personal item in her bag. Hmm, so I guess sex coaching services are now a part of the TSA's mission. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to know they're concerned about the well-being on all fronts. So seriously, which is it, hilarious or horrifying? I'm going to go with the horrifying line, if only because there's a chance that the agent could have touched the items without washing their hands. Oh, goodness. Or that they weren't paying attention to other potentially freaky things.
0: Well, at least they did her the favor of actually letting her know that they were creeping. I mean, otherwise,
1: it's pretty funny. It's just a picture of it's got like an official TSA like luggage notice and it just didn't like I'm pretty sure it's a male's handwriting says, Get your freak on girl
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. And of course there's no way to identify who who did it. No. It's
1: funny though. Very professional.
0: Absolutely, very only the best. <laughs> only the best for our TSA. Yes, these people are saving us from terrorists, guys. Clearly, you, clearly, he was on know. the lookout for. Bombs. They see dildos <laughs> and go hee hee hee. One eight five five four fifty free. Captain Ned's on the line in Florida. You're on free talk live. Hello, Captain.
15: Hey, Ian Luther and Julie. How you doing tonight?
0: Fabulous. What's on your mind?
15: Ian, thank God you're out, man. I knew no jail could hold you. Hey, anyway, uh, they were doing a fine job of holding
0: me. <laughs> I could have made a run for it, though, had I really wanted to.
15: No, uh, no, no, no. Stay put like a bunny rabbit. I man. had just, multiple sit,
0: opportunities.
15: Sit yeah, just sit tight. You know, It'll, 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 it'll walk by. Yeah, it know?
0: generally gets worse when you make a run for it uh, from yeah, these guys. Usually. Yeah,
15: usually. Hey, anyway, congratulations to Meg on beating that lemonade dealer charge. Yes, sir. You know, this would be, a, it'd be humorous if it wasn't so pathetic. I mean, all those cops, they caught all the meth dealers, uh, pedophiles and solved all the, all, all the unsolved murders and just in time to get to that lemonade stand. Yeah, I mean, they had 15
0: or 20 cops to surround the stand, so clearly all the crime has been solved in Washington, D.C.
15: Absolutely ridiculous. And like I say, man, I always refuse all warrantless searches and seizures. You know, everybody's got to start standing up. Stop, stop the warrantless searches and seizures. That's rule number one.
0: Yeah, I heard you, man. And when I tried that, they arrested me for disorderly conduct. But I, th- I still agree with you that you should refuse <laughs> to, uh, to accept searches.
15: Yeah, they've got to have probable cause. You know, the facts or circumstances uh, which would lead a reasonable, uh, cautious person to believe that a crime has been or is about to be committed. And if they don't have that, they can't get anything for the judge. They'll let them in your car. They'll let them
0: touch you. Just say no to police searches. Absolutely. Anything else you want to share tonight, Ned?
15: Yeah, I think Mark will like this. uh, If you go to the Huffington Post, my favorite freak show, The Scientologist in Clearwater... Uh, they went after the uh, founders of South Park, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. The uh, Scientologist Secret Police, uh, well worth looking at. But, what did uh, they do? Lot, guys.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, you've piqued my interest. What did they do?
15: Well, they went through their trash, investigated all their friends. Whoa. The Scientologist Secret Police, and one of the favorite callers you guys uh, had that he says, uh, you know, the, like the old Secret Police in the uh, Czech Republic or whatever, Come to us before we come to you. The Scientologist Secret Police is a very expensive organization.
0: So, what well, they were just trying to dig up some dirt on these guys? Is that it?
15: Well, they, they, did, a, they did an episode in 2005 called Trapped in the
0: Closet. Oh, yeah. It was great. It's a classic <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. They <laughs> yeah, basically out and all of the, of the secret beliefs of Scientology.
15: Right, right. But it's well worth going to the Huffington Post and reading with the Scientologist wrote to my favorite freak show, and that's saying a lot.
0: Thanks for the call, Ned. I appreciate okay, hearing guys, from thanks. you, sir. 855-450-FREE is the number here. Hey, Luther, you would mentioned something uh, earlier, I think it was off the air, but some kind of a drill went down at a, at a was it a middle school or a uh, high school? A high school, actually. This was just down in Connecticut at
2: uh, Wolcott High School. One morning this week, an urgent announcement crackled over the intercom. A threatening intruder was in the building and students were told to immediately take refuge in their classrooms. That's that's, scary. That statement is true. A threatening intruder was on hand because (laughs) doors were locked and police with dogs moved in students stayed huddled in classrooms where they were told to stay away from the windows so it was intruders
0: plural multiple yes
2: yes uh, but what sounded like a frightening situation was just a search for narcotics drug sniffing dogs combed the school while students stayed locked in classrooms believing that an attacker was roaming the halls drug free schools are an admirable goal uh, excuse me admirable goal uh, but i wonder when we reach the point where the war on drugs justifies po- police searches under the ruse of Virginia textile attack. What on earth could authorities at Wolcott have been thinking? Oh, well,
0: it's a new twist, but an old tactic. I mean, they've sure. been bringing drug dogs into schools yeah, to search Yeah, now, but now
2: they've corralled them into the classrooms, and they keep them there kind of with fear. They say that, you know, somebody's here to hurt you, so just stay mm. down. Don't make noise. You know, they turn off all the lights, cl- shut all the blinds and stuff.
0: Yeah, it was certainly sneaky on their sure, part. It seems sure.
1: like that could cause a lot of anxiety and just general, like, really horrible right. terror, bad, right. bad feelings in yeah, people yeah. unnecessarily. It, it, they
2: didn't say this is a drill. They or, didn't say it was a drill. Yeah, because when we had these drills in school, they would tell us, okay, we're going to have this drill today, so, you know, just get ready for
0: it. Did they make you get under your desks for that one, or was that only the tornado drill? Uh, Wasn't that in, like, drill? the 50s?
2: They, we had to, like, get... Like, up against the one wall, like... Near, <laughs> Light up
0: against the wall so you could all easily be shot and, and by get, the And like, crouched
2: man. down. No, no, it was like, if the door... We would be on the same wall that the door was, so he couldn't look in I the see. room and see us, gotcha. you know, and, like, the doors automatically, they were on magnets, and if the, the drill went off, they would demagnetize and close and, like, lock,
0: I think.
1: We wow. went to a new, brand new school. It had a lot of features. yeah.
0: It sounds like a prison. I mean, it really it was a was. lot like a prison. It there were cameras. Like there were cameras. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so creepy, man. Barbed wire so and
2: stuff. <laughs> and just, yeah. so uh, it goes on. Uh, apparently, the superintendent says uh, we wanted to practice. Uh, I don't know what, but they wanted to practice on you. Sure, sure. Now, we-
0: does it mention how many busts they made, if any, of drugs? Um, I can't remember if it mentions that or not. They'll never give the names of the the kids, but they'll sometimes they'll mention whether it was a success
1: unlikely that nobody in that high school had drugs so
0: it is unlikely <laughs> yeah you're right about that i and- had
1: a friend who this kind of thing happened to him where like a drug dog went through the school and they mm. caught marijuana in his locker and it ruined his life really he got into the legal system he couldn't get out it oh, was he was yeah. in and out of jail I don't know how he is doing now, but it was like if that one incident... Because he was always on probation, and he always got in trouble for something while he was on probation. And it just... I mean, I swear it ruined his life. It's so sad. Probation is
0: awful. I was in jail with many guys who were there on violation of probation. It is a system that is a revolving door, and it's designed to make it easy to violate. So you're right back in to another jail cell for another arbitrary amount of time. And then when you get out, you got probation all over again. It never ends if they keep violating it. the
1: question is how many... Lives did they ruin this day by doing? Oh, by doing they're not something ruining lives. Like they're
0: saving the children from themselves. From yeah, the drugs. yeah. I don't see any
2: numbers in here on on who you know if any yeah. got busted. Um One of the parent. I think this guy's a parent. Yeah, he says uh, I don't. Well, I guess we're out of time. But he basically says this is a terrible idea. You know, they did not think this through, and they certainly did it because children were
0: frightened to death by It is a terrible idea and it's dishonest and scary and of course the worst idea is letting your kid go to the government school in the first place. Get them the hell out of there. Uh, More coming up here tomorrow night. You can join us then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com
1: And now it's time for the Leadership Radio Minute with tips and advice on how to maximize your own leadership potential. Here's international leadership
4: expert and New York Times bestselling author John C. Maxwell.
7: Auto pioneer Henry Ford once asked, Why is it that I always get the whole person when all I really want is a pair of hands? By that, I think what Ford was really saying is that relationships are messy. But the reality is that when you lead someone, you always get the whole person, including their dysfunctions, home life, health issues, and quirks. Good leaders understand that the heart of leadership is dealing with people and working with the good, the bad, and the ugly in those they lead. They are able to see people's flaws, tell them difficult truths, do it in a spirit of kindness and grace. They don't avoid problems, they solve them. They work to make the lives of others better. For the Leadership Radio Minute, I'm John C. Maxwell.
1: For more information on how to maximize your own leadership
4: potential, please visit johnmaxwell.com. True leadership isn't a matter of having a certain job or title. In fact, being chosen for a position is only the first of the five levels every effective
1: leader achieves. In his new book, The Five Levels of Leadership, leadership expert and New York Times bestselling author John C. Maxwell helps you to become more than the boss people follow only because they're required to. He gives advice on how to grow further, achieve results, and build a team that produces. The Five Levels of Leadership, the newest book from John C. Maxwell, is available
10: wherever books are sold.